Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Is this thing on? All right. Hey, what the fuck is good, folks? What's going on? It's your boy, Puro Caballero, a.k.a. Mario Caballero. Damn, son, where'd you find this? You know the fucking vibes. Meant to hit that one. <laughs> and this is episode 107 of the Puro Caballero Show. How we doing? How we doing? It's the Masabandan himself. I'm back. It has been longer than a month since the last time I talked to you guys. I do apologize. Um, yeah. Lots been going on. Um, most importantly, this is now 30. Uh, you're looking at them. Uh, 30 years on this planet for your boy. I celebrated my birthday in late April. It has been that long. I've, the last time I talked to you guys was like over a month ago. This is, this is, this is bad on my part. Great way to start an episode, though. Um, yeah, your boy turned uh, the big 3-0. Got another digit there. Got triple X, whatever have you. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking the part today. A little uh, raggedy today. I've been shaved in a few days. I don't know. I got this, like, little red mark on my nose. My acne coming back all over the place. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually feeling pretty good right now. I'm doing all right. Uh, a lot has gone on in my life, and I feel like not a lot has too. At the same time, uh, let me see if I can do a quick recap. Well, first off, um, I had the chance to celebrate my birthday back home in Stockton with my family. Had a little bit of a get together with uh, some of my family members. I was nice, got to hang out. Um, that was good to see everybody. Good to good to to be back there for a few days. Uh, did uh, a little bit of comedy. I was up there for a week too, so. Did a little show out in, uh, what is it, Sonora. And then did a couple mics in Stockton, too. So that was cool. Uh, went to the one in Caps Pizza. Shout out to, I think I went to uh, Nick, who's running that one. Um, Nick Mickelson. Michael, Michelson? Mickelson? <laughs> My bad, bro. Uh, so yeah, I got to do that. Came back here to LA and had a little get together at Boomtown Brewery. Um, got to chill, hang out, and do that stuff. That was pretty cool. That was fun. What else have I done? Uh, oh, got to see Bad Bad Not Good and Freddie Gibbs play. It was supposed to be Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, but Mad Lib had some personal things going on, so he had to cancel. And uh, ended up being Alchemist, which is like the next best <laughs> option, I guess, that you could have there. So uh. It was cool. Uh, Freddie's a funny motherfucker. Um, he had a good performance. I liked it. He had a good time. That uh, was like a concert that had gotten rescheduled. I had bought those tickets like two years prior for my birthday during the pandemic. And uh, that shit, all, like, all the other tickets that I had were, were like getting postponed or like they had already rescheduled it by this point. And then I think like a couple months ago, I got like an email update. It was just like, your show has been rescheduled. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about this. I thought they had already given me the money back. But but whatever. It was cool. It was fun. They had a good time. I had a great time. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the homie Osiris, too. He came through. We went, uh, saw the show. He's another big fan of uh, of uh, Freddy. Uh, Freddy Foggiato. Um, what else did I do? What else have I done? Uh oh yeah, <laughs> I got to see uh, Four Colors Act live in person. Which uh, if you're out there, uh, rest up, sir. Please uh, <laughs> hope that uh, that leg's feeling better. Um, yeah, apparently suffered a skateboarding incident. So yeah, um, 
when I saw him, he was healthy, so it wasn't my fault. Don't blame me. You don't put that shit on me, all right? Um, yeah, that was fucking fun as hell. It was the 143 show out at uh, uh, Catch One. Um, my God, that was fucking hot. It was hot as balls in there. And I fucked up because I had, uh, number one, I had a white T-shirt on. Number two, I had a jacket on over the top. So it was like, I was looking, I was looking all right. But like, what happened is like, condensation, perspiration. I sweat through the shirt, but it's a white T-shirt. So now I can't take my jacket off because I look like a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> it's just sticking to my gut. So I'm like, Fuck. all right. So I just had to like bear through it and just kept the jacket on. I was just like wiping my face and shit with paper towels, whatever napkins I could find. That. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that shit was fun. I got a couple of B-Day shout outs, so thank you. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. Um I gotta yeah, I gotta make those I gotta make those drops. Um I will be doing that at some point. Um What the fuck else? What else have I been doing? Uh did we do the Tyson show? I'm trying to remember what else has happened. We had a couple different comedy shows in the meantime. Um, we took a little hiatus and then came back um beginning of the month. We had Rich Gibbs, Salud Gus, Alex Farvar, Emma Estrada, Ariel Solomon on the, um, not the last show, the one prior. And then this last show, very fun. We had a very fun show on this one. We had Ray Cameron, Austin Scott, Alexis Bradby, Ryan Redesinovich, Jessica Lee Foster, and Edward Hollywood Lawrence. Uh, Son, where'd you find this? Talent, baby. Let's go, Ty Angel. Uh, definitely come out. Thank you, everybody who came out last Tuesday. That was fun as hell. Uh, our next show will be on the 31st. Here, here's a, here's some future show flyer. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. We got some technology here. There it is. There it is. So May the 31st, June 14th, the 28th, and the 12th of July. So yeah, those will be our next upcoming shows that we have going on. Shout out to the homie VJ Sanchez, a.k.a. Supreme Kai. What up, what up, what up? And, uh, yeah, give us a follow, Out of Breath Productions on Instagram, O-U-T-T-A, Out of Breath Productions. All right. Um, so, yeah, man, our last show was real fun. We had a good time. Um, a couple friends of mine uh, came through. Big shout-out to, uh, to Carrie and to Will. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, well, one of my best friends from college. Great to see him. Uh, I had to leave it a little early, but you know, shit happens. Um, so yeah, we've been running those shows at Ty Angel. Oh, what up? What up? What up, Santa? I'm doing my podcast. What's up? Um, so yeah, we have been running those shows over there in Koreatown, having a good time. We're gonna keep that ball rolling uh, into the near future. So yeah, definitely come out. I'll be releasing the show lineup and all that stuff on my Instagram and on the. Uh, out of breath production page, more importantly. But yeah, give us a follow. Give us a follow if you haven't. Um, what the fuck else? What else is on my calendar? What have happened? Um, it is now May. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw four colors. Zach, that shit was fun. What else happened? I got to. Oh yeah, DJ Boomtown Brewery. Thank you, all the bartenders there. Everybody who came out to hang out. That was a fun time. Uh oh yeah, and then the the Netflix is a joke comedy festival that came through L.A. That shit was pretty crazy. There was like every venue in town pretty much was being used for like comedy that that week or so. It seemed like it was pretty 
pretty crazy. It was like the who's who's of everybody in the comedy world was in LA at the time. And, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I hope they bring that shit back and make it like a yearly festival. That'd be fucking dope. Um, shout out to all the homies who I know who got to perform on some of the, those shows. Uh, I know Ernesto Ledesma got on one of those, uh, I know a few others I'm, I'm blanking on right now, but, uh, yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Who knows? Uh, root for your boy, I guess. <laughs> Try and get that stage time, baby. Let's go. Come on. Um, but yeah, I've been, uh, I don't know. I've been off and on with my comedy the last couple couple weeks. I've been trying to get back into it this week, though. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been going through a little bit of a rut creative, creatively, I guess. I need to just put myself out there and just start working on stuff which i've been trying to do the last couple of days and it's uh i don't know i always find try to make jokes over like current events stuff but like some of the current events shit that's happened in the last couple of weeks have been kind of <laughs> like dark so it's like uh, i gotta work on it you know the you work with dark humor you gotta hit it correctly because otherwise that shit is just off-putting and then you kill an audience so it's uh yeah something i gotta work on yeah it's it's a thing it's a thing but uh yeah i gotta go to some of those shows that were out there um i was uh, lucky enough to be able to get a filler seat for one of the bill burr presents tapings that they had for um uh for like a, i guess especially gonna put up on netflix it's gonna be like a shorter sets with a lot of different comics and oh my god the, the lineup was awesome first off bill hosted he is like one of the funniest people ever and <laughs> Uh, it would have been nice to see him have an extended set, but like he's just hosting, so he was just bringing people up and on, and uh, doing a few jokes here and there. But uh, oh my god, who who was it? Like Michelle Wolf, um, Jimmy Carr, uh, Steph Tolev. Oh my god, she was hilarious. I hadn't seen her before, like a full set from her. She 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 murdered it. She was she was killing it. Um, Jimmy Carr was hilarious also too. I mean, these all these guys were, were really good. Um, and then you got like Joe Bartnick, so like all the homies. We got Dean Del Rey. Um, they had the goddamn Comedy Jam band with added uh, with um, what's his name? Um, fuck, why am I blinking? Oh shit! Now I'm now I'm looking like an asshole. Uh, goddamn Comedy Jam. What the fuck is his name? Josh Adam Myers. Jesus, I knew it was three. <laughs> it doesn't sound like three first names. Josh Adam Myers. Josh is cool. I've met him. He's cool, though. I don't fucking... Yeah, I'm, I'm an asshole. But yeah, he was there, too. He was singing, though. He, was, he wasn't doing stand-up, necessarily. Um, who else? I'm blanking on a few other people. The best moment, though, that happened was that David Tell and Jeff Ross came out, and they did their bump and mic segment uh, to the crowd uh, at the Palladium and that was cool but then the best moment came when bill came out after they did their little like two-man set and it was the three of them just talking shit and roasting each other bro that shit was oh that was amazing <laughs> the whole place was rolling uh it was pretty you know pretty live the whole time but then when that moment happened it was the livest it was the whole the whole taping so um i hope they left a lot of that shit in for for the special so you guys can see that shit because that shit was pretty funny 
and then uh and then they had ronnie chang do a a, a song at the end of the show that was kind of interesting so uh it would have been cool to see him do stand-up but hey you know, whatever whatever it is what it is let me see if i'm missing anybody else um i feel like there was a couple others um jessica kirsten oh my god how did i forget her name she was she was fucking amazing too uh she's a fireball <laughs> she's amazing she's she's so talented oh my god she gets me what she does their voices their voices are the best um <laughs> definitely check out her clips online if you haven't seen her before because i don't know if she's got like any full long sets but she's a killer oh my god she's a she's an underrated killer give it up to jessica kirsten my god so uh yeah ladies were killing it yeah just fucking doing it on that show but uh yeah so we went to that show and then we went to the Bert Kreischer show next night at the Greek, uh, me and uh, me and Kai. So, so we went out there, saw that. That was pretty cool. Uh, openers for the Bert were Sam Morrell and uh, Mark Norman, like two of the funniest like New York comics that are out there, like working it right now. If you haven't seen any of their specials, go watch them now, like right right now. Uh, Norman, I think it has like a um hour on youtube i think he's got like a 20 or 30 on netflix and sam's got his shit on youtube too so definitely go check that shit out uh they killed it uh unfortunately i saw a little little bit of sam's set because we were getting we got there a little later but um he did his part mark was killing it um bert bert was fucking hilarious that was very very (laughs) very good set um yeah it, it was so funny to me because it was like uh a couple of days after the Dave Chappelle shit happened and I looked around at the crowd and I was like looking around at the audience and I was like, ain't nobody going to <laughs> rush this fool. It's a bunch of like drunk, like frat looking bros, <laughs> mostly <laughs> um, middle-aged frat bros looking guys. But uh, <laughs> somebody didn't walk up towards the stage, but he literally just handed him a joint. <laughs> They did have security set up just in case, but they all let him do that shit. <laughs> and Bruce was like, I like your I like your guys' discretion. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, nobody was gonna do that shit then. That night. But yeah, that's that Chappelle shit was fucking wild, oh my god. But um Yeah, Bert hit his thing, that shit was fucking fun, but man, that Chappelle shit though, I mean we this is this shit is like already a couple weeks now, so this is like beating a damn dead horse, but uh this Guy attacked Dave Chappelle on the, at the Hollywood Bowl while he was on stage, rushed him, and, like, tried to tackle him, I guess. Didn't do a very good job, man. Like, this dude needs a wrap-up. He's going to try to bring him to the ground, complete the tackle. This is fundamental football here. Um, yeah, he ain't going to make the Rams. Let's just say that. Uh, apparently, he had, like, a gun knife thinking thing, a fake gun that had a real knife in it, but apparently he didn't use it, so they couldn't prosecute him for it but then recently i think like a day or two ago (laughs) he got arrested for another altercation he apparently he had stabbed like a former roommate of his (laughs) some motherfuckers i think is definitely gonna get time at some point uh yeah the pictures of him afterwards they beat the shit out of this guy man they beat him up uh like a punching bag oh my god dude that that shit i don't know if he took more hits or if if, uh Way's punching bag takes more hits during his streams. So shout out to Way Funky one time. But yeah. What the fuck? Oh my god, his arm all fucked up and shit. Damn, his face all lumped up. 
I think everybody got a couple licks in in the back. <laughs> Pal comes out with the uh, Jamie Foxx. Dude, people realize Jamie Foxx is training for his uh, Tyson film or biopic or whatever. Like, bro, like, <laughs> he's not the guy you want beating you down at that moment. I mean, there's a lot of other people who I wouldn't want either, but like, <laughs> shit. Not sure that guy didn't know, but fuck. Man, you pay like hundreds of dollars just to fucking rush the stage. Like, come on, bro. What the fuck you doing? Yeah. Why are we attacking comics, man? Leave us the fuck alone, man. Like, dude, shit, man. Not to be a headliner, you got to be able to do like 45 minutes to an hour. You got to be able to like defend yourself from a triangle choke. <laughs> know how to throw a one-two combination. Duck under and shit. <laughs> Move your head. God damn it. Oh. Yes, uh, wild shit, man. Hey, for, for all the comics out there, make sure you keep uh, uh, the mic stand somewhere close by because that shit you can use as a weapon to defend yourself if somebody approaches you. So, like, yeah. <laughs> if it's one of the old school ones with the heavy bases, oh, bro, <laughs> you do some damage if you connect with one of those, man. So don't be running up on comics, all right? If you don't like what they're saying, you, I mean, you could just, you know, you could leave. You could even, I mean, even heckling, heckling is like not the best thing, but even that is like a step way better than actually confronting somebody. All right. Most of the time when people are confronted, it's like in a club setting where people are a little drunk and shit like that. But, you know, for the most part, that shit gets handled. There's some security um, and more, most of the good clubs, I'll say. I don't know. Like some of these, there's some <laughs> B and C level clubs where you're just like, eh. Guy at the taking the tickets got to run up <laughs> and uh, do something about this this incident. So anyway, what were we, we talking about? Um, oh yeah, Chappelle tacked on stage. What the fuck else happened in my life? Um, um been playing music at accidental chaos the last couple of weeks that's been fun that's been fun time um uh, late nights though been crazy uh what else happened um oh yeah r.i.p to gilbert goffrey i definitely gotta mention that i gotta mention that one time he is one of the comedy legends in the game uh that man had no care in the world about what repercussions he was going to have for things he'd said <laughs> he went for it he went for it now did he definitely piss people off <laughs> for doing that and just having that mentality yes but I, that's commendable man that's that's some real courage though i think he was like the first one to do like a 9-11 joke on national tv <laughs> after the incident so like he became the first one to kind of like uh, I guess make it return to normalcy a little bit. I guess just because there was a the country was so in shock over what happened at the time, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he's a legend, man. He's in. I mean, he was in uh, um, Beverly Hills Cop, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So the man was he was the Affleck duck for a minute, and then it, <laughs> he said some other shit and it pissed somebody, pissed some people off. What did he get? What did he lose his? Um, uh, Gilbert Godfrey Affleck Duck. 
Affleck. Damn. Fired as. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you made some tweets about the Japanese earthquake that happened <laughs> in the tsunami. Uh, yeah. So that man. Man was a legend. Man did his thing. Uh, so RIP to Gilbert Gottfried. That shit was. Uh, uh, that was sad to see. There was a lot of a lot of a lot of real solid comedians that passed away recently. Norm Macdonald, obviously, we talked about um, Bob Saget on a couple episodes ago. So, um, yeah, man, enjoy enjoy the uh, your entertainers while you got them, man, because you never know. Just every everything, enjoy your life while you got it, man. Just fucking. No regrets. No regrets. Um, other shit. Should we talk about more serious shit? Or should I just fucking bullshit about sports for the next hour or so? Because that's usually what I end up doing. Um, nah. All right, we'll talk about Young Thug, though. That shit was crazy. I was just reading about this right now. Fucking Young Thug and his whole uh, uh, crew got indicted uh, for um, some murders that happened. Apparently, they're... 2015 2016 and uh i think it was like another member of who was apparently a part of his crew i don't know if it was like inside job or what the fuck happened but there's uh they're now arrested and there's it's a fucking rico cases it's like legit life in prison allegations so some serious stuff going on in atlanta man so uh yeah um I guess that's just the lifestyle. I don't know, man. That's a stupid. That's a dumb one. I'm <laughs> a fucking idiot. Um, I'm an idiot. I know. This is why. This is why you tune it in. This is why the fuck you tune it in. Come on, come on, come on now. Um, man, yeah, those those shootings that's happening in these last couple of weeks. So that's what I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> Dark jokes, man. These fucking shootings that happen, man. It's fucking insane. Racially motivated, like for different reasons, for completely different reasons. Um, two of them were at least. There was one that happened locally that caught the news, and it there was a shooting that happened at Grand Central Market here in downtown LA. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's uh, it's like an eatery. It's like a um, uh, not like old school, but it's like it's been there for a while. It's an old establishment, and uh, there's a lot of different like food shops. It's like a food market, um, pretty much, um. And it's some delicious food. I recommend going <laughs> under normal circumstances. But apparently there was a shooting that happened outside. There was an altercation, like, on the street, I want to say. I don't think it was, like, within the actual confines of the building where people were congregating. But obviously the gunshot's nearby. So, like, that shit is not something to play with, right? So, uh, I want to say there was only one person who passed away. I know I have the information here. Um... Oh, that's a different one. Um, let's see. Grand Central Market shooting. Boom. There it is. Grand Central Market shooting witness describes trying to help victim in his final moments. Ooh, that's not good. Um, Jesus. People are running away. Oh, man. Jesus. Oh my god. And died from multiple entry rooms after that. Um Damn fucking crazy. Jesus. Oh, that sucks. Customers diving for cover. 
Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, one person was killed on the sidewalk along Hill Street. Um, damn, I've done comedy right there at Horse Thief, right there on that patio, like, so many times, which I got to go back and do that, actually. <laughs> but, like, damn, someone got shot and killed right there. Right there. That's fucking crazy. I've been there so many times before. Um, yeah, I said it was an isolated incident, though. Fuck. A lot of gun violence going on. Wild, wild times, wild times. But um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Probably in bad taste, but I've been making a joke about how, like, <laughs> I can kind of sympathize with the shooter. If, like, the reason he was shooting people was because he was, like, upset that he couldn't get his food in time. I don't know. It's very dumb. That being said, how many people have tried to go to Egg Slut on a Saturday? Like, that line is so fucking long. You're like, I wish half these people weren't here. So, I mean, the guy did take it into his old hands. So, I mean, it's not the way you should do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fucking do that. Don't, no gun violence. It's not good. But, fuck. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. This is how my comic brain works. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was some fucked up shit, man. Um, the other things that happened, crazy. Buffalo shooting then at a supermarket. Man, I, I read some accounts about that one. That was crazy. That's another fucking racist white dude. That was what that situation was from what I got from it. He targeted a mostly black neighborhood, the supermarket. And um, damn, I think he got a lot of people. He got like 11 people in it. Fucking big number. Well, that, that, that shit was uh, unfortunate. Um, and then there's the one that happened a lot closer out here in Orange County. It, um, where was it? Um, Laguna Woods, excuse me, out in Laguna Woods. Woods. This was uh, a Taiwanese church that uh, was having a celebration uh, for a priest that had just came back from Taiwan. They, uh, there was a man who drove all the way from Las Vegas all the way out to Orange County, um, and he was uh, um, an immigrant. He was an American citizen. But he had immigrated from China, and apparently he was upset over the tensions that were happening between Taiwan and China. Now, what the hell? Like, taking that out into, like, I don't know what the link from, from that goes all the way to like i want to go like murk all these people <laughs> have nothing to do with this so it's wild shit it's very sad very sad situation uh but the guy man it was pretty scary details man it was like the guy had like bags of ammunition had a whole bunch of molotov cocktail devices he like locked the the doors he um bolted down another door shut he put super glue on some of the locks so they couldn't open up from the outside and uh Somehow, this guy only managed to kill one person. That it seems like a miracle in itself. Um, he did end up hitting and um, shooting, I want to say, six people total, five other individuals, besides the person who unfortunately deceased, um, whose name uh, I have to mention. I have to mention his name. Um, uh, Dr. John Chang. Um, so shout out to Dr. Chang, because he helped everybody else in that church survive, because that is fucking crazy. Because he apparently attacked the 
the uh, the shooter and was able to fight him off enough for uh, the rest of the church to kind of uh, disarm him. And, uh, there was another pastor apparently who threw a chair at him and was able to get a, the gun away from him. And then they were able to like apprehend him until the police came and they were able to get in and shit. But like, God damn, that was, that is like the scariest situation you could probably be in, man. That's what, that is insane, insane, insane. Like, all this weekend, all those three that just happened this weekend. So, like, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, you guys. Like, we just it's just going to be rinse and repeat. Like, part of me doesn't even feel bad about, like, trying to come up with material about these stuff because it just happens so goddamn often that it's like, like, what else is there to do? Like, you know what I mean? There's uh, there's a lot that we can advocate, but, like, a lot of shit has, hasn't happened. Like, in a lot of regards, like, you don't even need to look at, like, the gun control part of it. If people want to argue, like, the mental health part of it, then what the fuck have they done to address that situation? So, you know what I'm saying? So, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of attack this, and it seems like none of them are being used at the moment. So, that's the disheartening part about that shit. But, um... Yeah, man, I don't know. It's just me rambling on some bullshit, man. It's fucking that. That's so sad. That's, that that shit is just so sad. So sad. Um, damn, yeah. And then there was a, a shooting that happened in Milwaukee, too. I want to say it happened after a Bucks game. So, like, there's a couple weeks ago. But a lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. Um, so, yeah, let's just talk about some uh, nonsensical sports takes, because why in the fuck not? Because... <laughs> We got to take our mind off of something, right? Right? I mean, this is a perfect time to be a sports fan if you, uh, if you like watching that shit on TV because there's just a lot of shit going on. There's the NBA playoffs. We're in the thick of it right now. We're in the, the conference finals at the moment. I feel like I've let you guys down. I should have been giving you guys like round-by-round round breakdowns about what the hell's been going on, but uh, a lot of storylines. Um Four teams remaining in the East. It is Miami, the number one seed, versus Boston, the number two seed. Um, in the West side, it is Golden State. I want to say the three seed, and it is Dallas, which is the I think there's a four, two, um, number one. Yeah, because all of the fucking NBA seeding. Hold on. Da -da 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 -da. Let's see. 2022. Oh, yeah, because the Grizzlies are number two. Yeah, so Dallas are number four. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So number three and number four in the West. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is 1-1 in the East, and game two is happening tonight in the West, so it should be happening in about an hour. Oh, I don't even give you guys the date. It is May 20th. What the fuck? I gotta date this shit, bro. What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, so yeah, NBA playoffs going on. There's been a lot of shit that's already happened. Brooklyn Nets came and flamed out real quick. They had that two seven matchup against the Celtics. Props to the C's for standing tough and uh, being able to handle Kyrie and KD. They uh, Kyrie got into it with the Boston fans. That shit was wild. He was flipping them off and, and talking shit, suck my dick, all this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, then you got. Fined. He got fined for flipping them off and everything, cursing them out. There was that whole controversy as to whether Ben Simmons was even going to play. They traded for him at the, at the trade deadline, at that Harden trade, that whole crazy shit between Philly and uh, Brooklyn. 
and uh he was supposed to play he was listed to, to be coming back then they were like targeting game four he's supposed to be coming back and and then they go down three games to nothing and it was like and then the, the news comes out that he's not gonna play and a lot of people gave him shit about that they're like come on bro like you got no literally no spine <laughs> like what the fuck you're flaking out like the team needs you you know you got to show up even if it is like a closeout elimination game but uh but yeah he didn't play apparently he had he reaggravated his back so if it is a serious back injury like that that does fucking suck the timing of it um cuz he had a uh, he'd been out the whole year like what the like you not, didn't even play but I mean, man can get hurt just practicing, so I get it. I get it. It's uh, it is what it is. That just <laughs> the timing was shitty. He's he was getting shit in the media for that stuff. So like, is he even gonna play ever again? I don't know. I don't know. Does uh, does the man worked on his jump shot? I can't answer that. <laughs> like, will he try to attack the hoop um in uh, non transition plays? I don't know. I don't fucking know. So it's a lot of a lot of question marks for the Nets moving forward. Are they gonna roll with Kyrie? I feel like Durant's gotta be real pissed off about that whole situation, how that shit like went up in flames. Cause uh, it looks like Harden just kind of like no showed his way out of there. That's kind of what happened. But uh, I don't know if we're gonna see MVP Harden ever again after what how he played with Philly. And like, if that's the maximum that he can give you, then it's like. Oh man, MB's gonna need to carry a bigger load. Uh, or they're gonna need Maxi to keep stepping it up because I mean Maxi was really good for them for the Sixers. They ended up losing in the second round. They beat the the Raptors in the first round. Lost to the Bucks or not? No, who they lose to? Lost lost to Miami. Lost to Miami in the second round. Um, and Philly had their moments. I know Harden had a pretty good. I think it was Game Four, but or three. I think it was Game Three. But hey, man, Miami. Miami has a solid team, man. Um, they got a really deep roster. Um, they're not even playing with Kyle Lowry right now, and they still do pretty well. Shout out to Gabe Vincent, St. Mary's High School alumni. What up? What up? Um, yeah, he's their backup point guard. He's now been in the starting role. He's been putting up some numbers. So like, I see you. I see you, Gabe. I see you. I see you. Um, yeah. What else happened? So uh, so yeah, Miami moving on. Uh, on the other side, it was a crazy round two matchup between the Celtics and the Bucks. Celtics ended up advancing in seven games, but they, God damn, that was a tough, tough series. Giannis is like one of the best players of all time. Like <laughs> that's what it, that series proved to me because that shit was intense, and he was like unstoppable. He was just a force. He was getting like thirty, thirty-five, forty points a game, ten, fifteen, twenty rebounds like five to ten assists like he's, he was putting up mad numbers like video game stats consistently and doing it very very easily and most of those games were without chris middleton i want to say he left in game two um yeah he sprained his mcl he was supposed to be out a couple weeks they weren't able to advance so he wasn't able to come back and help the team so it's like god damn he did all that shit without one of their star players uh drew holiday was still there but like you know it if you're going to have to put Drew up to the number two role instead of maybe a number three role, then it's a little different proposition on offense. So it's a little bit, a little bit more difficult. They had trouble spacing a little bit at times. So like um, defending especially too and having like the length out there on the wing, which Middleton, that's kind of an underrated part about him, how, how tough he tries on defense and uh, his, his length athleticism there. But uh, 
Yeah, man, and we'll never know. We'll never know what would happen if uh, if he would have came back. But uh, my God, yo, there was a couple moments though from the Boston Celtics though that I was like impressed by. Number one, they went down three games to two, and they had to win the last two games to come back in advance. So like that takes some balls. Um, three, Al Horford had like the game of his life. He had like a thirty point effort in game four just to tie up the series, and like that was crazy. Um, and played really well at times in the other games too. And then three, like Jason Tatum proved that like he is now at that upper echelon of player in the NBA, man, because he was carrying that team for like large stretches of time. And matching going toe to toe with Giannis is not something that's uh, a lot of players right now could do at the moment. And he was down and he was game for it. And you could tell he was like, you know, motivated for that and for that matchup and he was uh he was aggressive and he played really well and he was one of the big keys for them um marcus smart had some good moments as well um marcus smart gonna be marcus smart so you're gonna have some frustrating moments with him too but uh uh defensive player of the year he's really been locked in on that side um he did miss game one of the heat uh series they lost that he came back and they just whooped the shit out of the heat in game two so um so yeah, man, that was that round two matchup was fucking insane, man. The Bucks and uh God damn it, man. Fucking Bucks and Celtics. That was crazy. That was crazy shit. That was very entertaining basketball. Um What else? What else? What else? Let me talk about the West. Um, how do we got here? A couple teams ended up disappointing a little bit. The one and the two seeds ended up getting knocked out. Um <laughs> Dallas, they first off as the four seed, were able to beat Utah, kind of like ran them off the court. Luka has just been playing crazy on another level. But what really happened in the first round, though, was that Jalen Brunson started coming off for them and like really getting hot. Dinwiddie had a couple good games. Um, Maxi Kleba had a couple big games. So they were able to kind of like get some of the other players kind of get going. And uh, that's really helped them. And that propelled them in the second round because they ended up playing Phoenix. Phoenix... They had a tough round in the first. They were playing um, scrappy uh, New Orleans Pelicans team. They won a couple games against them. They had that Jose Alvarado coming out, getting steals from uh, Chris Paul or whatnot from, like, the backcourt. Um, yeah, they had an Ingram running kind of point forward. But um, they were able to – they got through them. So they played Dallas, Dallas in the second round. So it was Dallas-Phoenix. You thought Phoenix would have the upper hand still. Um Phoenix was playing without a uh, Booker a couple times against New Orleans, so like Chris Paul was taking over. So you're like, oh shit, okay, CP's playing pretty well, and then he just like kind of fell off a cliff production wise in the the Dallas series. It was kind of crazy. I don't know. It was it was weird. I don't know if you should give more credit to Dallas for playing him so tough, or if you should give more blame to CP and saying like, Hey, you needed to step up and you didn't do your part. It might be 50, 50. I don't know. 70, 30, one way or the other. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Cause, uh, he is a point guard. So it's like, naturally they're going to be passive, but like he wasn't, there was times that he just wasn't aggressive and Aiton didn't step up in kind of their, uh, their shadow a little bit there. Um, I mean, it was, they were up two games to nothing. Uh, Dallas came back and brought it to game seven and won on the road. Like, they didn't just win on the road. They, like, beat the crap out of uh, Phoenix, man. Like, 
the Suns crowd had like no moments of happiness like that whole time. It was just like a two and a half hour, three hour funeral for them. Like it looked pretty sad. Uh, they were like nowhere in the game, like from the first quarter on. Like it was pretty, pretty damn dramatic. Like pretty crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that game seven was that much of a blow up. Like you figure two teams, they get to a seventh game in a series. It's, it might be a lopsided game seven, but it's not going to be like that big of a blowout. You figure, you figure like teams that have matched that evenly in theory, like, I don't know, man. Um, man, that Luca dude is fucking ridiculous, man. He's unreal. He's playing on another level and it is the most frustrating thing to watch as a Sacramento Kings fan. Cause I'm like, God damn it. We could have fucking had you. We should have had, should have had this guy on the team. Should have fucking had him on the team. God damn it, Sack. God damn it, what are we doing? What are we doing? But anyway, he's unreal. He's also proven himself. He's on that level, man. Like, the man has these moves that are like so blase like easy going and like <laughs> he just like bumps into people takes his time gets a shot off and it's in it's like i don't know it's like it comes so natural to him just so big and uh body up the little dudes or whatever and i uh, take some of the bigger bigger perimeter or bigger interior players outside of the perimeter and just like shoot over them so a lot of people comparing him to Larry Bird, man, because he's he's kind of kind of got that skill set, man. Just that like old man game, just can get that shot off wherever. Dude, he he had a move. He's done this a couple times I've seen now, where he'll he'll bring it up, he'll go to the wing, uh, three point line extended, and he'll like back into you as if he's like posting you up from the perimeter, but then he'll spin off of you into a fadeaway. <laughs> like for three so come down boom turn around spin shoot it cash you're like hey, dude dude you practice this that's an insane move like and he's just like cashing them so yeah if, i mean if he's hitting those shots he's gonna be tough to stop um although golden state did kind of run him out of the building game one that they did play so uh so we'll see we'll see how the rest of that series goes see if they can make it to the finals but dallas looks like they're they're like revving on all engines, man. Um, I've heard other commentators talk about how like uh, sometimes you get that superstar who's like right up coming up at the beginning of the, the precipice of their their peak. Sometimes they get some postseason success a little earlier than you anticipate, and this might be that opportunity for Luca right now because he's I'm um, still got four games to win, but it's four games away from the finals. You know, you can never never count that out. Um, that being said, Golden State only got three more. They got three more to do, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how they do there um, tonight. Um, but yeah, how do we get to Golden State? Golden State, huh? The, the Splash Brothers coming back together. Uh, they've been doing it, man. Like round one, they took care of the league MVP um, in uh, Jokic and uh, was able to take care of that team for fairly easy. And then round two, they had a pretty good matchup, though. That, that was a great series between them and Memphis. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was fun to watch. Um, 
Uh, although I wish I wish John Morant wouldn't have hurt his knee. He got hurt in like game three, and then just never came back for the playoffs, which is like unfortunate. The team they did end up getting like a fifty point win without him, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> they had him playing whoop that trick. Uh, that was a whole that was a whole storyline. I was getting wild. Porter asked Steph Curry, what are you going to do when they go to Memphis? He's just like, we're just going to whoop that trick. And then they played whoop that trick after they beat the crap out of him. And uh, Curry was just laughing. But uh, Draymond was getting into it with the fans and shit and waving the towel around and shit <laughs> on the side sideline during those timeouts. Yelling at the fans. Um, getting them all riled up. But, yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Cool series. Yeah, John Morant, that dude is fucking unreal. This dude is crazy. Um, he's gonna be a problem for years to come. Desmond Bain, he's gonna be a problem as well. I think he's very underrated. I think he's gonna be uh, like an All Star level kind of candidate type of player. Man, that dude looks like he's got the build to be just bodying guys for like the next ten to twelve seasons. Cause uh, you know injuries notwithstanding, hopefully he'd be able to just keep becoming that. That great number two for that team, because uh, when Ja goes out, everybody else kind of picks up a little bit. Dylan Brooks, him, uh, Melton, so so they had they had some good guys to be able to kind of come in and contribute. So I'd be interested to see how they they progress going forward, because they were kind of the young guns, the up and comers this season. They were all the way up to the number two seed. They were legit, but um, yeah, maybe with Ja they would have been able to make it past Golden State. Who knows? Golden State is. Oh, how, however good they are, they are a flawed team. They're not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, but they are very talented. I'll give them that, and they can kind of explode on you um, in uh, in bunches, kind of like they used to be able to. Um, they do it a little bit differently now than they did before. A lot of the same principles uh, from those teams uh, prior. Uh, they did. They kind of they had their system. They kind of went away from it a little bit when Kevin Durant came into the team. And then the last two years, it's kind of been hard to judge it because a lot of the guys have been out, man. Like Curry, Clay Thompson just came back this season. And Clay even has been like, had uneven moments at times. Uh, um, but like even still, even still, it's uh, um, they got that firepower and they got that potential. Not many teams have that, you know, right now. So like it's wild. They uh they're running hot. They're running hot. Um they've had like wins with Curry not even playing that well. And I know he was like uh, coming off an injury they in, in like the first round they were bringing him off the bench. They were starting Jordan Poole and giving him some of the starter minutes and uh Poole responded pretty well. He's been playing playing well, been putting putting up some numbers, getting some buckets for them. So now they got a little bit of a three-headed horse there on the guards where they got Poole, Curry, and Clay. And they're running them with Draymond, and then sometimes it's Wiggins or it's uh, Otto Porter. I think it's been Wiggins recently. Sometimes they'll go a little bit bigger. They'll put Kaminga out there, or they'll put Looney. Um, yeah, if like they they need to like match up with some size or give Draymond a couple breaks. But uh, they've been running it, man. They've been they've been uh, they've been putting it together, and they've been able to. Uh, Dude, they went out in transition against the Mavericks, and they were just pushing the ball, and they were getting out gunning. But um, they are a team that at times uh, rebounding, I think, can be an issue. I think that uh, um, their turnovers can be a problem. They're still a sloppy team at times, which 
they even when they were winning championships, they were they were a little loose with the basketball. They kind of were you know risking it for the biscuit a little bit. But uh, we'll see if they can do that. They can keep keep that up and uh, win a championship, man. Um, I know Charles Barkley's having a good time yapping back and forth with the fans. <laughs> Uh, up there in San Francisco at the Chase Center, so that's been that's been kind of entertaining. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the fuck happens. It's, it's the playoffs, baby. We got four teams left. Um, two more rounds. We're almost at the finals, man. We're almost there. Um, yeah, that's been going on. I know the hockey NHL postseason is going on. I haven't been watching that, so like you guys can check that out. <laughs> um. Gotta wait till you get to the Stanley Cup, and I might, I might take tune in. Um, Sharks didn't make it, uh, so yeah, I don't really have have a rooting interest one way or the other. Um, let's see what else, what else. Yeah, all right, yeah, they announced all the awards for the NBA. As I mentioned, Nikola Jokic, he won his uh, second straight MVP this season. He played a terrific. It was a very close race between him and Joel Embiid. Giannis, a very close third as well. Um, so yeah, so now Jokic has two, Giannis has two, and that's your last four MVP winners, man. This is like these two players, so I got hats off to them. They're just fucking killing it. Um, Jokic had a cool trophy award acceptance in his like stable in Serbia, <laughs> so uh, that was crazy. They just showed him with all his horses on it on TNT. That was cool. Um, let's see. Marcus Smart became Defensive Player of the Year. He's the first guard since Gary Payton back in the 90s to win it. So congrats to you, Marcus Smart. Uh, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors beat out Evan Mobley and Kate Cunningham for Rookie of the Year. Um, Barnes was killing it for them. He's like big guard kind of dude. I don't know. This this new NBA is like so hard to like define a, your position. It's more like a define a role like he's like a primary ball handler distributor but he's like six nine so <laughs> you know like what would you call that back in the day you're playing power forward or if anything like small forward and you're probably not bringing it up all the time but nowadays i mean teams are like fuck it let's do it that's our matchup that's your skill set let's do it man which uh which i'm all for i am I'm all for it I'm all for it <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I mean, the fucking MVP brings up the ball up the court half the time. And he's like a seven-foot center, so he's jumping tip, and he's bringing the ball up. It's, not many guys could do that. Ever. Ever. I remember I was amazed watching Kevin Garnett do that against Sacramento back in 2004, I think, 2004. I was just like, God damn. Like, all their point guards got hurt, and he just legit had to be their backup point guard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he would dribble it up, he'd pass it out to one of the uh the wings, and then he'd go set up in the block. <laughs> like you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm doing everything out here. I'm gonna stop this guy. All right. Uh John Morant won the most improved player award. Took another leap going from I guess star to superstar. Like that was a little controversial because he still was talented last season. He still was putting up numbers. A lot of people thought Jordan Poole should have made it, considering he was in the G League a year ago. So like the beginning of the year, so teach them, teach them. Uh, Tyler Hero won the six man of the year award. He's putting up like 20 points per game off the bench for them. I mean, he's killing it. I mean, he's one of the reasons the Heat are killing it on their side. Um, yeah, him, Jimmy Butler, fucking uh, Bam Out Bio, 
They got that Maxi Struess guy coming through. Yeah, Heater, Heater, they're doing all right. Not not the last game, but like yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's one to one going back to Boston. Um, let's see here. Executive of the year, Grizzlies vice president of basketball operations, Zach Kleiman. That's him. He's a winner. Congrats to them. They're able to put that team together. Uh, Coach of the year, Monty Williams of the Suns. Uh, not the best ending, but hey, hey, had a good regular season. And that's about it. Um, oh, yeah, news and notes. My Sacramento Kings, they hired a new head coach. They got uh, Mike Brown, his assistant on Golden State Warriors right now. He used to coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And um, with LeBron was on the team. And uh, I think he coached the Lakers for a very short period of time as well. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be the Kings coach. I think he's a pretty, you know, pretty decent coach. So I'll give him a shot and see what happens. It's funny because uh, Steve Kerr got COVID for a little period, a period of time. And he was coaching for them during the Memphis series. And he won his first game. And people were like, should he be? winning for this team <laughs> you trying to lose for them i don't know but um then he lost like the next game and they were like all right well just keep all the losses with the golden state <laughs> and don't have any more with sacramento i guess i don't know doesn't make any it's just stupid stupid anyway that's gonna be the coach when the season's over so we'll, we'll see what happens um but yeah i'm, I'm excited for the kings because they had to they actually got some good luck this year in the draft lottery this is like the first time that I can remember that the team has actually moved up in the draft lottery because it has been so bad. They've, been, they've moved down a lot of times or, like, just haven't improved. But they, uh, I want to say they had the seventh best odds. And they got to move all the way up to four. So, like, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like there's a, um, three top players at the top here. So may get the next pick after that but uh we'll see we'll see if uh paulo banquero jabari smith or um chad holmgren fall i don't think they will but uh if either three of those guys are available king's gotta grab them um yeah and then i don't know i don't really know what's gonna happen after that in regards to like the other top prospects so we got time to look at film. I'm probably not going to do that, but I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, top three are going to be Orlando Magic, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Houston Rockets. So good luck to you guys. Um, what other news and notes? Um, NBA stuff. Uh, this was a crazy story. Jazz assistant and ex-NBA Players Association executive Keon Dooling got arrested on fraud charges. Um, Apparently, he was filing false insurance claims for healthcare expenses through the NBA um, Players Association, I think. Uh, he apparently had uh, pocketed about $350,000 through the scheme. So I'm like, come on, Keon, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Actually, I don't even know if it was through the, the Players Association, but yeah, some insurance claim charges, bro. What the hell? Scammers gonna be scamming, man. Scammers gonna be scamming. What else we got? J. Cole. J. Cole trying to sign with the to play basketball. He's playing professional basketball for the second time. I think he played in like three games last year in Africa. Uh he signs with the Canadian Elite Basketball League. So good luck to J. Cole out there. Gonna be balling up. Man, as a rapper, you just need to have like 
two, you need to hit like two or three threes in like a pickup game with like NBA players, and then that's all you need to get deals now. Um, congrats to the team, whoever signs them. Uh, they'll be moving some jerseys. I know that. So, congrats to J. Cole. Get that money. Let's see. Um, Oh, yeah, dude. All right, I got to talk about winning time. Have you guys seen winning time yet? It's been a while. It's already been out. I'm going to talk about it. So, spoiler alert, right, motherfucking now. Um, Spoiler alert, they win the championship (laughs) in uh, Magic's uh, first season uh, where he had to jump center for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the finals um, against Philly, which actually did happen. There's a lot of shit in this show that did not really happen <laughs> they fictionalize a lot of shit they show certain characters that weren't really acting that way they didn't have specifically 100 percent that personality you know what i mean jerry west like i think is the biggest uh character change out of anybody that we really really know is not how he <laughs> was dealing with things they show him as like a hothead tempered like cursing out everybody and he was like a lot more calm mild-mannered and like kind of internalized a lot of stuff like he he seems like like an unhinged personality on the show um (laughs) oh my god they uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are pretty funny um the way they portray uh dr jerry bus is like (laughs) <laughs> very interesting too he is very much a, a fucking playboy socialite but like john c Wright, i like the i like him and i like the way he's doing it but it's just very i don't know how 100 percent accurate <laughs> some of this is seems like they were just going getting by on the skin of their teeth uh making ends meet for the lakers that first season which might have been true i don't even know um i i really dig doug how they like uh talked about the how the team began and how like they introduced like the the laker girls and like the showtime club at the forum and and all that stuff because that stuff actually did come through and uh come to fruition um the issue with spencer haywood smoking crack that was a legit thing that happened with the team so um as to exactly how that happened if you legit was trying to kill his teammate if (laughs) ex-teammates like that scene that they showed um or was just talking shit but um yeah, he had his demons there. Um, yeah, the way that Norm Nixon was treating young uh, Magic, <laughs> kind of putting him down as a rookie, I thought that was funny. Um, I thought it was interesting too that Norm Nixon's actual son is playing his his dad, his, playing him in the show. So uh, son's an actor, and uh, he got the role of a lifetime to play his dad. So. <laughs> Because uh, I was like, God damn, it really does look like Norm Nixon. I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, that's his son. Like, makes sense. Makes sense there. Um, I thought the actor they got to play Magic was uh, um, fairly close. I think young Magic, he he looks a lot closer than, than older Magic. They they open up the uh, the series with like a scene of him like right after the, like the HIV diagnosis. And it's, he's like older Magic. And I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. But then like as the series keeps going, you see him as like the... He starts off at Michigan State and gets to the league and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I get a little more believable. But um, yeah, the actor they had playing Kareem too. I think he did a pretty good job. It's hard to get a guy that's like super big like that and has acting chops. But I think they were able to pull it off. Um, 
I'm blanking on these guys. I should give them credit, man. Give give these guys flowers while they still have them. Um, let's see. Winning time cast. Boom. All right. Uh, Quincy Isaiah is playing Magic Johnson. And um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Solomon Hughes playing Kareem. So shout out to both of you guys. You guys have been killing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Adrian Brody's playing Pat Riley. I thought I thought that was an interesting uh, cast decision, casting decision. Um, dude, they make Riley kind of look like a fucking down in the dumps loser right at the beginning of it. Like, and he's just like really trying to get any anything going right for him. He starts out broadcasting and then eventually becomes a, an assistant coach helping out um, Paul Westhead, which actually did happen. But uh, Jason Siegel's playing Paul Westhead, and I think that's an interesting dynamic anytime the two are on the scene together. Um, but yeah, the craziness that happened with the head coach uh, and uh, um, Jack McKinney, that whole storyline, I thought that was fucking wild. That's something I think that you forget over time, like, what the hell happened there. Um, man, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in here that you know did not happen. There's a scene with uh, Red Arbach at, uh, and um, Dr. Buss where I'm just, like, skeptical of, like, how exactly it went down. <laughs> but um, there was a scene with Magic trying to talk with a bunch of sneaker reps at some event during the middle of the season in like another city. I'm like, I don't know if he'd be there at that time. Right. It was like during this rookie season, not even before the rookie season. So I'm like, mm. and then they had that whole scene with uh, Phil Knight giving him the pitch for Nike for him to sign with Nike. And uh, I don't know. I think he probably did meet with them, but I don't know if it happened under that specific like situation. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me being nitpicky, being a fucking basketball historian and shit. But um, I thought I was entertaining. Um, I hope they keep bringing it back because there's a lot of shit that they can kind of dive into as the season, the storylines keep going. Magic, man, they made Magic seem kind of like a fucking uh, um, ho like horrible boyfriend. <laughs> Fucking over cookie left and right, man. Just uh, just wild stuff. And then, yeah, they made Dr. Bus look like really seedy. <laughs> and when he's when he's sleeping with the maid, I'm just like, or with the caretaker for his mom, I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, I was fucking, that was another level. Um, When he's like fingering up the girl and then his like daughter, Jeannie, comes into the room or into the, uh, by the table at the restaurant that they're at. And I was just like, sheesh, boy. <laughs> He had like that uh um uh whatchamacallit uh photo album of all the pictures of all the, the girls he hooked up with. Like that was the actual real thing, man. So like I get I get it. I get it, man. That dude was was playing. That dude was a player. I'm like, fuck, bro. Doing it big, living it living the life in the eighties, man, being the Lakers owner, getting that shit going. Wow. Showtime. Showtime. Um but yeah. <laughs> Because there's been a lot of, like, truths that have been, like, twisted or they've taken a lot of liberties with that stuff, a lot of the NBA, uh, the guys who are there portrayed in the show are, like, pissed off about it. Like, I know Kareem, he wrote an article about it being all mad. I know Jerry West, he was seeking an apology about it. He, he wanted a retraction over his character. Um, 
yeah, they made him look like a fucking piece of shit, man. He <laughs> he uh he like took his MVP trophy and threw it through the uh his uh his window to his office because they drafted Magic and he didn't want him to draft Magic. <laughs> so he wanted Sidney Moncrief or something like that. So like I don't know how believable that is, but uh yeah, he just looked like a like a, a depressed maniac, man. <laughs> like it's like jeez, dude. I'm like, that's not real. That can't be real. That can't be real. Um, so I get it. I get him. But yeah, anyway, um, there were some cool moments. There were some cool moments in the show, though, where you're just like, oh, yeah, that, that, that actually did happen. I like how they portrayed that shit. So um, anyway, um, a lot of drama in that season. So that was cool. That was cool to watch. All right, back to reality. Uh, fortunate news here. Uh, Former Pistons and Bucks Hall of Fame center Bob Lanier passed away at the age of 73 um, about a week and a half ago. Uh, legend, legend there. Um, I think most famously he was referenced in the movie Airplane during a scene with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Roger Murdoch flying the plane where the little kid's bugging him. Just like, he's like, hey, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're my favorite player. He's like, sorry, kid. I'm Roger Murdoch. Don't you see right here? <laughs> he's just like, my dad thinks you're overrated. <laughs> uh, he thinks you don't try hard on defense. And then he snaps and grabs the kid. He says, listen, kid. <laughs> uh, you don't know. Tell your dad he doesn't know what it's like. Dragging Walton and Lanier up and down the court. <laughs> 48 minutes oh man so yeah r.i.p bob lanier man that's our that's it. <laughs> i remember him being like a dope basketball player but like that's a dope line in a movie though <laughs> which they actually showed in winning time which i'm glad they did so that was cool um that was a cool moment yeah r.i.p bob lanier um uh, let me see we can go through a couple baseball stories what's happening um go through these quickly um Giants Alyssa Nacken becomes the first woman ever to coach on field on a major league baseball regular season. It's happened the first week of the year. I think the first base coach got ejected, so she had to come in and fill in. So congrats to Alyssa. Congrats, congrats. She's been a part of the coaching staff for a few seasons now. Um, let's see. Vlad Guerrero Jr. goes four for four, three homers. Uh, he was three for three after he had a bloody finger. He got stepped on um, at first base, uh, playing first. Uh, he had two stitches post game. He hit three homers. Um, now was versus Garrett Cole and the Yankees, and that was uh, a month ago. <laughs> that was memorable. That's why I wrote it down. All right. Uh, Christian Yellick collected. He got his third career cycle versus the Reds, which is crazy because all three of his cycles have been against the Reds, which is kind of a novelty. I don't know. This shit doesn't happen every day. Um, let's see. Couple no hitters. Uh, on April the 29th, the Mets had a combined no-no with five pitchers. Starter Ty, uh, Tyler McGill was followed by relievers Drew Smith, Jolie Rodriguez, Seth Lugo, and Edwin Diaz closed it out. So, yeah, uh, combined no-no for them. The LA Angels of Anaheim, they had a no-no by rookie Reed Detmers. It was his 11th career start. This was uh, nine days ago, the 11th, May 11th. Um, and then what was almost a no-no <laughs> Pirates ended up beating the Reds without getting a hit yes they did not get a hit and they lost the game or they won the game how do you not give up a hit and lose it's possible 
So check this out. They had the rookie Hunter Green. He was on the mound. He was dealing. He wasn't giving up any hits. It was a it was a tie game, zero zero. Um, he got pulled after seven and a third innings with two runners on. He had given up two walks. So they ended up getting another walk and then a ground out, and then that's how they scored. So they, <laughs> they scored on a ground out. Um, and then that ended the inning. They continued the game. They did, still didn't give up any hits, uh, but they didn't get any more runs themselves, so they lost the game. That was fucking wild. This is the sixth team since 1901 to win without a hit. The last time it happened was in 2008. So, like, goddamn. Goddamn. That almost never happens. Um, another close no-hitter. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got lifted from a perfect game bid uh, versus the Twins after seven innings on April the 13th. So, yeah. It's been a minute because uh, I believe he's now on the injured list. Uh, he's been on the injured list for about a week now, two weeks. He's now the all-time strikeout leader for the Dodgers. He passed Don Sutton, which is kind of crazy, man. He's had a long-ass career for the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, number one in strikeouts for them. Um, Miguel Cabrera, this is like his, like, I'm going to pass a whole bunch of people year <laughs> on these lists. He's the 33rd member of the 3,000 Hit Club, and he's only the seventh to have 500 home runs as well. I believe he just became the all-time hit leader for the Tigers, if I'm not mistaken. I know. Um, um, but, yeah, that club includes Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Alex Rodriguez, and Rafi Palmero. So that's a pretty exclusive club there. Um, 3,000 hits and 500 homers. So congrats. Um, Astros manager Dusty Baker is now the 12th manager all-time to win 2,000 games in his career. He is the first black manager to do that. All are in the Hall of Fame except him and Bruce Bochy. And the only reason that hasn't happened is because they're not eligible yet. So once they get in, once they uh, retire for good, they'll be uh, moving on to the Hall of Fame there. Should be nice. Um, Dusty still hasn't gotten a World Series ring, but uh, damn, he's had a lot of good teams over the years. Um, those Giants teams were fucking dope. He had some good Cuds teams as well in the middle there. And uh, these Astros are no joke now, now that he's taken over. Um, still got that talent, unfortunately. So, man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, congrats to him, though. Congrats to him. First black manager with 2,000 wins. Um, let's see here. Some other news. Mets, they designated for assignment Robinson Cano with around $40 million left on his contract. Hey, that's a big, that's a big, uh, a big axe cut there. I don't think... Uh, the uh, the ownership group for the Mets is going to be too too worried about it. Um, Steve Cohen, that man has got a ton of money. <laughs> He's been just signing dudes left and right with these fat contracts. So damn that forty million man to a player not on your team, man, that's fucking crazy. So yeah, Padres ended up adding him on a major major league deal uh, like a week later. So so he's back on the pods now, apparently. Um, this happened like a week ago. Um, this just happened. Max Scherzer is going to be out six to eight weeks with an oblique strain that he suffered two days ago on the 18th. Uh, he had been dealing. So he's one of the guys that came over on, uh, this offseason to the Mets. And he had like a 2.5 ERA, 2.54, something like that. and uh, Almost 60 strikeouts already. So he was doing, he was doing his thing. So he's going to be out for a while. 
Um, let's see here. Some off-the-field news here. Uh, Orioles pitcher Matt Harvey is going to be suspended 60 games for a drug distribution um, uh, allegation that he confessed to, uh, which he confessed in court. Uh, he had uh, apparently provided uh, the late Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs with some Percocet during that time prior to uh, him having his overdose and uh, subsequent death. Um, so, yeah, he had admitted to that, even though it wasn't involved in the actual death of uh, Tyler Skaggs, according to their drug policy. Apparently, distributing drugs is uh, not uh, tolerated there. So, yeah, he'll take a 60-game suspension, and he'll be missing a good chunk of the season. Um, he'll be back in a couple months now. I think it was retro, actually retroactive to, like, April, I want to say. So, um, he'll have... Uh, I think a month and a half left in that suspension. But, um, yeah, terrible situation all around for what happened. I don't know if you guys are aware of what happened there, Tyler Skaggs, but that was that was sad. Um, MLB suspends Trevor Bauer for two years after investigating the assault claims that were charged against him. 324-game uh, suspension is the longest ban under the league's joint domestic violence policy, or joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy, excuse me, um, the full name of it. So, uh, so yeah, two full years. I want to say it was retroactive, but I think he's appealing. So we'll see what ends up happening for that. Um, yeah, crazy situation was happening between him and some some woman in Pasadena. I want to say so. Mm, yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. Um, justified if it is true or whatever he did, because that is crazy. I I, th- I want to say the charges were actually dropped too, but still, I mean, come on, man, it can't be. Can't be acting wild, man. Can't be acting wild, bro. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, more off-field news. Yankees fined for using a dugout phone and a replay room to steal signs back in 2015-2016. Man, people are going to be trying to bend the rules wherever they can, man. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. This shit happens. Um, so that joins them, the Red Sox, and the Astros who've had, like, allegations or like fines because of similar practices so it's like this just keeps happening man just keeps happening let's see raiders are signing Derek carter reported three-year 121.5 million dollar extension let's go football news football news football news transition time it's just me talking about news let's go i'm ex- i'm uh i'm happy for him so it looks like uh Derek carr is gonna be able to like chill in vegas for a little <laughs> for a little bit of time now there's a lot of uh, speculation as to whether the coaching staff and the new general manager might try to move on from him or whether they can kind of upgrade from him. But it uh, looks like they'll be sticking with Carr. I think he can uh, get the team back to the playoffs. And hopefully, I mean, they got the talent now. They just reunited him with his favorite buddy, bro. So happy, man. So happy that they got Devontae Adams. Um, but, yeah, Fresno State Attack be coming back, baby. Bulldogs, let's go. Um Congrats, man. Got that bag. Got that bag. Uh, $121.5 million extension. Uh, some other news. Um, looks like the GM isn't excited about some of these other guys because the uh, Raiders ended up declining their fifth-year option on uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, running back, Clayton Farrell, defensive end, and Jonathan Abrams, uh, Abram, safety. Uh, all these drafts were – all these players were drafted under the last regime, so I understand – 
having like a wait and see approach to some of these guys, but it's like, eh, I'm a bit disappointed that Jacobs didn't get it at least picked up. They might try to bring him in on another contract, but man, he had a really good rookie year when he was healthy. Sophomore year I thought was good, and then last year he just, he, I don't know, just not healthy, and then his production just dipped. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a health-related thing or just just can't produce out there. I'm not sure. Running back's just so difficult, man. I was just, I was really excited when they got him, and hopefully he can just continue to be a good player. But if production dips again, they're going to definitely look to move on from him after this season. So it's uh. He's kind of in a precocious place right now um, with his uh, ability on the depth chart. He's still talented, and I think he can still be the lead back. But um, I'd be more concerned for the other guy, especially Farrell, because Farrell being a former first-round pick who just really hasn't seen the field the last year and a half, like, what are you going to do with that, man? So he's, like, more of a better run defender. But, like, dude, for the value that you – as a number one pick for, for a guy like that, like you better be able to chase the quarterback a little bit more. So it was a bit of a head scratching pick when it happened, and now they're kind of paying the price for that shit. So yeah, I think for Abrams, it's more about health and availability. Uh, he was more available last season, so he did um, play a lot more, which is a bigger, big plus. But, uh, yeah, he's just always it just traditionally has just been like a, a hitter, and he's been having shoulder dislocation problems the last couple of years. So it's like, how much longer is that going to be able to stand up? So I get it, I get it. But um, yeah, this this uh, organization is trying to move on from some of their last picks. Because uh, ended up trading Brian Edwards and a twenty twenty three the seventh round pick to the Falcons for a twenty twenty three fifth rounder. So that's another. Uh, I think second round pick from two seasons ago who ended up getting traded away. So uh, I'd say he never lived up to expectations. I thought he could have had a much better season last year, especially after uh, Ruggs had his old situation go down. He got kicked off the team. Um, That was really uh, the opportunity that he should have had to to cement himself there and play better. But I don't know if it was because Carr wasn't looking his way because he wasn't open, if it was his fault or whatnot, but they just, I don't know, they couldn't connect as much as uh, maybe could have. I don't know. Uh, here's some other deals going on in the NFL. Browns, excuse me, the Colts are signing Stephon Gilmore to report a two-year, $23 million deal, so that he adds to their pretty tough defense there, so Indy's got a, got a pretty good roster, top to bottom. Um, Cleveland Browns making Denzel Ward the NFL's highest-paid cornerback with a five-year, $100.5 million dollar extension 71.25 million dollar guaranteed he now earns more than jalen ramsey but hold the phone because now we got another cornerback signing a deal we have jair alexander finalizing a four-year 84 million dollar extension which is 21 million per year which then becomes the highest salary at the position so congrats to denzel ward break of the bank Congrats to Jay Alexander, breaking it even bigger. So <laughs> everybody just keeps one up in each other. That's how it works. Um, we're the top dudes, man. That's how it is. Get that money, man. Get that money. Let's see here. Jarvis Landry signing with the Saints, returning back to Louisiana, played at LSU. Uh, another player who's an ex-Tiger. Uh, 
uh, is Tyron Matthew. He's also signed into with New Orleans. He signed a three-year, $33 million deal with $18 million guaranteed. So both those players get to go back down to the bayou and um, play in New Orleans. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just glad Matthew's not on the Chiefs anymore. I think this Chiefs team is going to take a step back this season. And will that mean they maybe don't make the playoffs or maybe they don't win the division? I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's hope it's that silver and black squad coming through, taking their spot, man. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders. Let's go, Raiders. Um, the Dolphins signing Melvin Ingram. Uh, he was on the Steelers last year, I was I think he got traded midway through this year. Anyway, A is going to be on the Dolphins. Um, a lot of craziness going on with the wide receiver position. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals got suspended six games for violating the PED policy. That's a big, big suspension there for Arizona. They're in a very tough division as well uh, if they want to try to compete. Uh, let's see. Uh, Debo Samuel had requested a trade from the Niners. He was on his last year of his rookie deal and was looking for $25 million per year. The NFL draft came away. He didn't get traded, so it looks like they're just going to try to keep him on the team and try to make do. But, um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I understand him trying to want wanted to get his money, man, because like I can get your money where you can, bro. It's like he's out there taking a lot of hits playing running back too. So like I get it, I get it. Um, let's see. Um, other big news that came from the draft: AJ Brown got traded to the Eagles for 18th pick and a third rounder, which was the number one, 101 overall pick. Hugh probably gets a four-year, 100 million dollar extension with a 57 million dollars guaranteed. Damn. So, yeah, A.J. Brown was asking for money. They didn't think they could pay him, so they traded him. So, I mean, seeing A.J. Brown get a bag, seeing other dudes get some money, it's just like, hmm, crazy. Uh, another trade that happened in the draft, the Ravens got uh, rid of Hollywood Brown, uh, and they traded a third-rounder to the Cardinals for their 23rd pick overall. So, yeah, Hollywood Brown gets to reunite with Kyler Murray. They played in college together at Oklahoma. Um, but, uh We'll see. It was a big, it was a big, uh, big call. That first rounder for, for Hollywood Brown, which I know he was a former first rounder, but like, I don't know if he's like a super, superstar. Maybe that's the price they just willing to pay considering the fact that they don't have DeAndre Hopkins to start the season and they just, they need to just get as much firepower as they can. They lost, um, what's his name? Um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk got a bag to go play for Jacksonville, man. And he, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was that big of a, of a of a player, but like, hey man, get your money, get your money. Um, let's see, what else happened? Um, oh yeah, the Titans ended up getting Traylon Burks with the pick, kind of replacing him. AJ Brown there. Um, so yeah, besides those trades, Steelers took uh, Kenny Pickett with the twentieth overall pick. He was the first quarterback off the board. That's pretty noteworthy there. There was a lot of wide receivers who got taken who looked like they're going to be impactful for the next few years. Um, so so we'll see how that manifests itself. And the Raiders didn't pick to like the third round. So it's just like whatever. So, so whatever. But um, yeah. What else happening? All right, we'll talk about broadcasting news, a little bit of broadcast news. Uh, Fox looks like they're going to add Sean Payton as an NFL studio analyst. After he just retired for the Saints as their head coach, um, 
huge deal here. Brady's apparently, apparently going to also join Fox Sports. He's going to be NFL analyst after he retires, which apparently we don't know when the hell that's going to happen. Uh, maybe next year, maybe the year after. Who the fuck knows? But um, the deal is worth $375 million over 10 years as soon as it starts. That's the reported earnings like. 37 million a year dude that is more than the combined salary of troy aikman and joe buck that they got for espn to come over from fox like yo that's so massive that's such a massive deal that is 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 like uh, god damn it this is more than i think he's made in his nfl career on salary like god damn bro Will he be good at it even? I don't even know. Like, you don't even fucking know what, like, how receptive he's going to be. What's his enthusiasm level? Like, what's going on? I mean, the potential's there. The man has experienced everything in his NFL career that anybody could. So, could it be magic? It could be, but we shall see. See what Kevin Perkard's going to be doing with him. So, we'll see. Um, and in opposite news, Drew Brees looks like he's going to be out as NFL analyst for NBC uh, after only one season. So, you know, he was doing a lot of different things for them. Um, had a lot of mixed reviews in terms of how he performed as a studio analyst. He was like, whatever, in my opinion, as a uh, game analyst, kind of similar, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of run to the mill, but uh, he was doing uh, the Notre Dame football, so. I don't know if they're, he's going to do any of this anymore. There was a lot of rumors as to whether he's going to re, uh, retire and come back to New Orleans. I don't think that's going to happen. He had put some tweet out as like hypothetical, like, I don't know, am I going to go golfing? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to play? Am I going to retire? Am I going to coach? I'll let you guys know. <laughs> that was kind of one of the message there. Um, let's see here. Last NFL news. Um, Jay Judy got arrested. Um, Broncos wide receiver. Um, he was arrested on charges of second degree criminal tampering and he was le- released on bond. Apparently, the woman asked for charges to be dropped and didn't want him to get arrested. So I think she called the police saying, like, Hey, can you keep tabs on this? Criminal tampering, apparently, that means like not letting you have access to like do stuff. So I think he was like, It was like him and his girlfriend. I think he had like threatened her saying that like he was going to take her keys away or something like that. I think she had. Uh, responded by calling the cops and being like, hey, like, he's acting kind of crazy. I don't want you to do anything, but, like, hey, just keep tabs on him. And they, of course, cops always want to take it to the next level, and they're like, no, we go, we'll be right there. And I, think, I think that's what it was. And then they, or they came and eventually arrested him and then got released on bond. But I don't, I think the woman didn't want this to escalate to that, that, that level of craziness. So you see NFL player arrested, they're not always at the same level of charges. So just something to keep in mind there. But, um, Unfortunate situation there for the Broncos wideout. He's going to be a second-year player. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to do, 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 the world of football, the world of football. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, he missed a match versus Liverpool last month on April 19th after the death of his baby son. Very situation tragic. Uh, very tragic situation to hear, man. Um yeah, there was a lot of uh, support for Ronaldo on that match and then had some subsequent matches as well, too. So that was a very unfortunate situation there. It happened. Um, 
And EPL is coming down to the wire this this weekend is the last uh, uh, last week of the season. It's gonna be Liverpool and Manchester City. City has a one point lead on Liverpool and a hefty goal differential. So what's gonna have to happen is Liverpool's gonna have to win. Man City's gonna have to draw or lose, and that's the easiest situation. Um, there's a potential for Liverpool to draw and City to draw and Liverpool to advance, but that would take like a million goals. So like I don't think that's gonna happen. It's not very likely. If City draw and Liverpool draw, they win. If Liverpool loses, they're done. That's kind of it. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're, yeah, they got to win. Yeah, pretty much they got to win. <laughs> they got to win and then a draw or a loss for City. And that's it. So, But this Liverpool season has been crazy. They've already won the Carabao Cup. And they just won the FA Cup. They beat Chelsea 6-5 to five on penalties. Um, so, yeah, the... They're still alive in the Champions League. They're in the final. They will be taking on Real Madrid. So there's only two more matches left in the season for this team, and they have a chance at some history there. If they can win the quadruple, as improbable as it may, the hardest one's going to be the Premier League right now. It's not in their hands 100% of the way. If they somehow find a way to win that quadruple, man, that's... Uh, I think I like only the third or fourth team to do it. And most teams don't even have two domestic cups, so like they don't even have the opportunity to do so. But um, yeah, they go down as one of the best, um, more cup, most accomplished teams in a full season ever of all time. So like that is fucking crazy. That team just hasn't missed a beat most of the season. They uh, they added Luis Diaz. And he has been unreal. Because now you got like Diaz, Jota, Firmino, Mane, and Salah. That is five players you can throw up at the top. And any combination of of those five, I feel like, can can get the job done. And uh, against like almost any opponent on the planet. And that's that's crazy. And in the midfield, they got enough talent. Um, Fabinho, uh, hopefully healthy. Um, you know, Jordy Henderson out there. Naby Keita been playing well. Thiago. So so they got guys now. And even in the back, too, obviously we know what Andy Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Alder can do as the fullbacks. But, like, the man, the, the, the pairing with Konate and now with, with, um, with Van Dyke, um, or you can throw Matip out there. Gomez is their third, their, their like, third string, <laughs> their, their fourth center back, and he's really talented. Can play out right back a little bit, too. He did play a little bit last last game did get injured unfortunately but uh yeah and then obviously allison alison you know what he could do so the club is fucking unreal and it's gonna be a tough match against uh, real madrid coming up as well but uh real is definitely talented they got uh, the ability to break apart any team so um that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch so so but yeah be very interesting to see uh what happens down the stretch and that's your world football news for the moment. All right. Uh, talk a little bit about some boxing and MMA, and then we'll finish up. And then that's about it. All right. Canelo finally lost, man. That was a big news, man. Lost to Dimitri Bivol, the light heavyweight champion. Uh, via unanimous decision, 
couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, on the 7th of May, May 7th, it was for Cinco de Mayo weekend. Uh, only the second fighter to officially beat him. You can argue Triple G got him at least once, maybe twice. I'll give you one. <laughs> I'll give you at least one. Uh, but yeah, Floyd Mayweather being the other person, so he's lost at his smallest weight, and he's lost at his biggest weight that he's fought at. So weight classes are created for a reason. Um, Floyd is just some some unreal shit though. Like, but uh, yeah, man, I think he just ma matched up against the guy Bivol, who's like a legit light heavyweight. The last time he fought up there, light heavyweight, he was fighting Kovalev, and Kovalev was towards the end of his career, so he didn't have the full mystique of what he had before. He was fighting like Andre Ward, um, but uh, man, like that sucks, man. That sucks for for Canelo. There's a lot of talk about him changing his diet. I know he had been claimed to have gone vegan. Now people are saying, hey, what the fuck you doing, bro? Now you're losing your, your fights. So we'll see if he changes his diet back or, or what he's going to do in his next fight. Uh, apparently he's supposed to announce a fight later in the fall. I don't know if he's going to go back for the rematch. He mentioned that he wanted to get a rematch against uh, Bivol. I'm not sure how excited the boxing world is going to be for that or if he should just go for that Triple G fight now. Because uh, apparently that was the plan. It was like, beat Bivol, fight Triple G. So now, there's a little bit of wrench in that plan. So, but we'll see if he decides to come back and uh, duke it out with uh, with Bivol or who else he does uh, fights with. Uh, Shocker Stevenson unifies the junior lightweight titles with the dominant win versus Oscar Valdez on April the 30th. So, shout out to Shakur. Uh, Valdez was getting looked like he beat the fuck up at the end of that fight. Um, so yeah, that's the lower weight classes. Jamel Charlo drops Brian Castaño in the tenth to become the unified 154 pound champ on May the uh, 14th. So that was last weekend. He's the seventh unified champ uh, ever and the second in the division since Winky Wright in 2004. Get all four of the major belts, I guess. Um, let's see. Tyson Fury knocks out Dillian White in the sixth round on April 23rd. Uh, he teases a hybrid fight versus Francis Ngannou moments after he hinting at retirement post-fight. So looks like they're going to... He's going to retire from boxing, and they're going to do some kind of like fusion MMA. It's going to be boxing rules with the MMA clubs or something like that. He had Francis in the, in the ring afterwards to promote it, so... Is Dana White going to be down for this? Probably not. So this is going to be contentious. I already feel it. I already feel it. I already feel it. I hope it happens. For just, just get the payday, man. Get your payday. Um, damn, man. All right. Let's see here. Um, Mike Tyson punches passenger during flight on April the 20th. Will not face criminal charges. Thank God for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was being unruly behind him and, and, and messing with him, apparently in first class, and he told him to, to stop messing around. He's being drunk and an idiot, and he kept messing with Myron Mike, which is something you don't do, and he turned around and he, he punched the guy. <laughs> and his his friend was videotaping the whole thing or videoing the whole thing on his phone, and he looked over, and he looked back over at his friend. His friend's like, mm, all sad afterwards and shit. I'm like, you don't fuck around with Mike Tyson, bro. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? 
we're with you, Mike. <laughs> You're justified in that shit. Oh man. Let's see. There oh yeah, there was this fight with Floyd Mayweather and Anderson Silva. There's exhibition bounce that were supposed to happen at the United Arab Emirates. Uh ended up getting postponed. It was supposed to happen last weekend. Now they're gonna happen tomorrow. Um gonna be on um helipad and dubai uh, the reason they moved it is because the president sheikh khalifa bin zayed al nayan had passed away so yeah they had to honor him so yeah uh so they postponed everything to this weekend so we'll see how that happens but yeah we got some ufc action going on ufc 274 happened Ooh. Michael Chandler front click Ferguson to hell. That's that's what my note says, and that's basically what happened. That was a uh, Tony Ferguson looked really good in that first round, boy. But like, woo man, just one hit, and that's all it could take. Sometimes, man, he came through, and, oh bam, right up the middle. Says he wasn't even trying to like plan for it. He just kind of threw it out there as like a feeler, and it just connected. It was just lights out. Oof, oof. Um, there was a championship fight between Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza. Carlos Spars ended up winning. Congrats to her. The fight, not very exciting. It is what it is. Um, Las Barza takes the belt. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and then situation happened with the main event car of main event fight. What am I saying? The main fight. <sighs> Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira. Um, Oliveira ended up winning the fight, but he lost the belt. I don't know. It sucks. It sucks. He ended up weighing in a half a pound above the limit. And so they stripped him of the belt before the fight. And they said, if Gaethje wins, he can keep the belt. But if Oliveira wins, then he is now the next in line to fight for the belt versus whoever the next contender will be. And so he did win. So he's not the current champion, but now he will fight for the belt again. So it sucks. He's had weight issues in the past. Uh looks like recently he had done a lot better with it, but there was some controversy. Apparently the scale that they had, um, the digital scale that they had wasn't tuned correctly, so it was like a half a pound off. And that's what they were saying. That's how they were blaming the reason why he didn't make weight. Um, is this true or not? I don't fucking know. I don't I don't make the rules, so who knows? Who knows? Um but yeah, so that's a weird situation in the 155-pound division of the UFC. So we'll see. Is it going to be Islam Makhachev? Is it going to be somebody else? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see there. A couple fights to announce coming forward. We have Israel Adesanya, Jared Cannonier, And we have Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Three coming at you. Uh, UFC 276 on July the 2nd in Las Vegas. Uh -huh. That's going to be a hot card there. Um... Let's see. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Kaikara France is, is targeted for the interim flyweight title uh, later in this year. Uh, UFC 277 on July 30th. Looks like it'll probably be in Dallas. I don't think they've announced the date yet. And they might have since I've wrote this down, this note. But uh, yeah, situation happened because uh, Davis and Figueroa is not healthy enough for the fourth Moreno fight. So they're going to make an interim belt in the interim. So. Four fights with Brandon Moreno for the belt down at 125 pounds, man. Those guys are just beasts. They just go back and forth. Um, if you're not aware, um, Figueredo won the last match. That was just this crazy trilogy between the three of them. I think one of them ended in no contest. And then uh, it was Moreno winning the belt, and now Figgy got it back. But he's injured at the moment, so he's going to have an interim. 
So we'll see what happens. Um, let's see here. Last note of the day. Daniel Cormier going to be introduced into the UFC Hall of Fame uh, this year, this Hall of Fame class. So big congratulations to DC. Done a lot in his career. I mean, the man is a fucking legend. Uh, Two-division champion in the UFC at light, uh, light heavyweight and at heavyweight. So the man did it all in his career. Except maybe be John Jones, but like he's John Jones. I got like, you know, just, just levels. You can be a legend. So we can be a little better legend than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, just uh did his thing, man. He did his thing. But um in any event, that's pretty much the end of the show. That's all I really want to talk about. That's a lot of fucking notes. Uh could I have made this a lot shorter and could I have done a lot of more podcasts in the mean meantime? Did I have a lot of thoughts that uh I wanted to say that I wasn't able to expand on. Definitely yes. Can we make this definitely a lot more entertainer? Entertaining? Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. I keep telling you guys, I'm gonna come back. I gotta do more than one or two podcasts a month, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm making changes, and we're doing this shit. All right, all right, folks. Um, any event, come check us out. Uh, I'm still doing stand up comedy all around LA. Give me a follow, Apuro Caballero. And I'll be posting all my dates and everything that I'll be doing on there. Uh, give us a follow, uh, Out of Breath Productions. We'll be throwing those shows at Thai Angel Bar every other week. Here's the lineup moving forward. The 17th, that was our last show. Um, and the next few will be on the 31st and then June 14th, the 28th, and then July 12th there. So, uh, so yeah, come out. No cover. They have amazing Thai food. I'm not just pimping them out. They really do have amazing Thai food. Give them a, a review on Yelp. Go, go give them a look. Uh, Thai Angel Bar, thank you to Jamie. Thank you to Boss for, for holding it down. Laura and, uh, and Bree behind the, um, the bar there holding it down as well. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it at the moment. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to bring up. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Anything on the horizon? Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Spinurita. I went to her show a couple weeks ago at Ace. Uh, I got very drunk there, and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I fully forgot. Uh, we did a birthday celebration for Kelly Wheels. I'm gonna be doing a, a little. I want to make a little recap video for her, uh over all the stupid shenanigans that we were having. It was a it was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> it was uh it was wild. Uh, I DJed in a pickle costume. I did this for you, Kelly. I did it for you, Kelly Wheels. All right. You know the fucking vibes. I know what it is. It's me, Mario. Oh, one, damn it. Look at the motherfucking wheels. Look at them wheels. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to Kelly Wheels. Um, yeah, that birthday ray chain was fun as hell. Uh, it included uh, Way Funky, myself, Because, and then Loose Leaf. So yeah, that was fucking hell, hella fun. Uh, <laughs> we were partying for like a week. We did. We we kept it going, man. We kept it going. But um, I birthday to Kelly Wheels. Thank you so much. My mod, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Big mod love. Big mod love. Big mod love uh, for Kelly there. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I um, might be going to the 444 party tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. I got invited to go out to catch one tonight as well. Hang out. Uh, a friend of mine is going to be DJing there tonight. I don't know. I may go. I may go. You may see me there. You may not. Um, trying to think what else is happening. Oh yeah, on 
June the 4th, I will be hosting the show for Hollywood Edward Lawrence, or Edward Hollywood Lawrence. I don't know how, how he wants it. He's doing a taping for Comedy Dynamics, and I'll be able to, to be hosting the show. I'm very excited for that uh, opportunity. So, uh, yeah, if you happen to check out his information, I'll be posting about that uh, once we get a little bit closer and once we have some ticket links and all that stuff. It's kind of in the organizing point right now. Um, and then, yeah. Big shout out to my uh, my uh, my cousin, my primo Javi, uh, holding it down with the Nuggies brand. Give him a follow there. It's um, bring up his Instagram page right now. Let's see here, Nuggies. Let's see. Why the heck is it? Where is it? Why can't I find his page? Damn it. This always happens. This always happens. This always fucking happens. Ah. Shit. Can never find. All right. Instagram always wants to do this when I'm looking for shit. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Why can't I fucking find? Oh, this is Instagram page. It is Cloud Nine Kings and his Nuggy Brands. So, look at these little guys. Look at these little guys. Little accessories, little toys. I got some right here. I got some right here. Shout out to the Nuggy Brand. What's going on? It's a little Acapulco Gold Nuggy Brand. Oh, we got the LA Kush too. What up? What up? What up? What up? Big things coming. Big things coming. Big things coming. We're going to be all around everywhere. We got dad tools. We got every little thing happening. So uh, big shout out to him. We got some big news on the way. Um, that's the show, though. It is May the 20th. This is episode 107. And this is 30. You're looking at it right now. Like, subscribe, comments, help the algorithm. Thank you for following on Twitch. Thank you for listening on SoundCloud, watching on YouTube. What else we on? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Everywhere you get podcast, Stitcher, tune in. Thank you so much. Until next time. Yee-yee-yee.